RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Happy Monday to everybody and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles and we have two victory Mondays in a row. As Buccaneer fans, we don't really get that luxury too often, so enjoy it. Uh, our Buccaneers go to Mile High and take care of the Broncos, which is uh, going on the road winning is, is tough and doesn't matter where it is. With the altitude, it's, it's, it's definitely a little bit tougher. Now, the Buccaneers are a better football team than the Broncos, okay, and Jeff Driscoll. Let's just get that straight. They're just a better team than the two teams they've played in a row here with Carolina and the Broncos. Um, it's going to get tougher, but it says a lot for a team that beats teams that they're better than. There's a bunch of teams yesterday that lost to teams maybe they're more talented than, okay? You know, the Dallas Cowboys are a talented team. The Philadelphia Eagles are a talented team, but they look like rubbish. And the Buccaneers have really have gone out and fought three times. They lost to a Saints team. That's, that's pretty good. Don't know how good. They're pretty good. Um, and the Buccaneers yesterday looked like a different team that I've seen in the last few years, okay? And why I say that is, you know, re- despite winning, you know, a few games last year, you know, it was 7-9, they were better. Um, they didn't have that swag. They didn't have that confidence. I'm seeing a Buccaneer team, especially defensively at this moment, that's confident in what they're doing. I see defenders dancing and playing loose like they used to back in the day when Sapp and Simeon Rice and those guys used to be dancing and acting a fool. I see a little of that. Not quite to what it used to be. You know, we're not the Buccaneers in the late 90s or the early 2000s yet, but, you know, they're getting there. They're, they're a confident bunch. It's going to get a lot harder than it was yesterday. I just like to tell people that because we haven't really beaten anybody that's strong yet, all right? But it's coming. And I like to see the players out there having fun. That There's a lot to be said about having fun on a football field. It's, it's work. It's a job. But it's good to see those guys out there having fun and, um, and being productive. First and foremost, those pewter-on-pewter pewter, uh, uniforms were fire. I don't really love the Buccaneers uniform. I really have said that on record. Just keep that one. I, I guess that's the color rush one. Don't ever go back. That one, to me, was fantastic. And I think the guys felt that. I, you feel that. I remember back in the day, Sam Weiss wanted us to wear orange on orange, and uh, Hardy Nickerson nixed it. And I'm happy because orange on orange, they'd be a little bit too much. My mother told me a long time ago not to wear orange because it's not slimming. So orange on orange might not have been all that appealing. Definitely not like that pewter on pewter that they were uh, rocking yesterday. Let me tell you some things that I really liked from yesterday. Watching this team uh, get after it, running to the ball. Listen, Bruce Arians' thing is run to the ball. There's no great defensive coach that doesn't emphasize run to the ball. Run to the football because people miss tackles, balls end up on the ground, and that's the premise of a great defense. Monty Kiffin preached it. Rod Marinelli preached it back in the day, and they're preaching it now with Todd Bowles. And I'm seeing guys make sacrifices on defense, and I haven't seen that in a long time, and let me explain. Way back when, when Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice and those guys were great at what they were doing, and they're running stunts. Sometimes a player has to sacrifice for the better of the team. I saw that yesterday. I see defensive tackles 
taking out offensive tackles and taking themselves out of the play. And here comes the defensive end around the end, and he's making plays. That goes a long way for me, okay? It goes a long way. I saw a stunt between Devin White and Shaq Barrett, and one's a middle linebacker, the other one's an outside linebacker. You can't pick that up, and it ended up in a safety. So the Buccaneers are doing some exotic blitzing, some different stuff. These guys are comfortable in their skin now, way more so than last year when they were just trying to figure themselves out, and it looks good, okay? And Shaq Barrett out there playing against his ex-team, got two sacks, got a safety, uh, had to feel good about himself, pockets fat. You know, he didn't do a whole lot in the first two games, although I didn't complain because it wasn't for lack of effort. And the Buccaneers going a mile high, getting six sacks. You got to feel good about that. It's been a while since we've done that. Vita Vey had some flash plays. Uh, listen, I'm not going to complain a whole lot about Vita Vey because, listen, if they nobody can run the ball against us. I think people go into the game knowing they can't run the ball against the Bucs. If you are one-dimensional against any team and you don't have Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Tom Brady as your quarterback, usually you're in trouble. Jeff Driscoll's in trouble. Teddy Bridgewater's in trouble. Okay, so that's something to fall back on. It was good to see uh, Patrick O'Connor block a punt. He was a kid that I watched probably two years ago, maybe last year, in preseason against the twos probably, make almost every play in a game. And I said, I don't know who this kid is, but I like him. And it's all about effort. And if you want to make a team, uh, be a backup defensive lineman and block a punt. That's a good way to make people at least talk about you. And... You know, you, you'll get more playing time when you do things like that on a team that's tough to break through on defensive line, for sure. But great to see some special teams plays. You know, considering what you saw in Atlanta against Dallas, you could lose a game on a special teams play. We saw that. And you could win the game as well. So look at offensively, Mike Evans had one of the oddest statistical games in the history of the NFL. Two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Okay, so all you fantasy geeks out there, I am not one, uh, think that Mike Evans had a big day, whatever. He caught two balls from one yard away. It's all good. Always equals 14 points. Now, that was the first time that we saw Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the field together healthy. And maybe the last time in a while, Chris Godwin pulled up with a hamstring and did not finish. Um, It's a tough year, man. It's a tough year to stay healthy. People are falling all over the place. So, knock on wood, the Buccaneers are not that beat up yet. Uh, But it's still early in the season, unfortunately. Gronk showed up on the uh, the stats, six catches, 48. You know, I'll go, you know, there's a couple times I saw double coverage on Gronk. If he's doing that, okay. We don't need crazy statistics. And, you know, as a whole... We don't ever really try to run the ball down nobody's throat. So I don't want to complain about the running game, although I believe it can be more efficient. Uh, Leonard Fournette didn't get a whole lot yesterday, didn't have much room to run. Um, You know, the the, the running game in general, you can't complain because they didn't really try that much. And they they didn't have to. They have Tom Brady. They're protecting well. Uh, They're keeping him relatively clean, although he did get knocked down a couple times. Uh, Tristan Wirfs had a couple rookie uh, sets that I saw that will get him in trouble uh, when he starts playing against some more beasts, and he's going to play against some beasts. As a whole, you got to give Tristan Wirfs passing grade to this point. The offensive line, as a whole, played pretty darn good. 
You know, we talked about Donovan Smith in week one. Everybody wanted him cut and they wanted him off the team. And really, last couple of weeks hasn't been awful. I know he had a penalty yesterday, but hey, well, who are we to complain when you're winning games going away? You know, some good things happened, some things weren't that great. And, you know, people think that you're being negative when you're talking about some negative things after a loss. No, you just, just let you know that, you know, in a win, you still have to correct some ugly things because it's not going to always be that easy. We're not always going to be playing Denver with Jeff Driscoll as a quarterback. It gets much harder than that. Nine penalties, too much. Um, and just as a whole, we need to clean the game up a little bit. It's nice to see Suck Up putting it through the uh, uprights. We have a kicker. It's been a while, so we got to celebrate that. And uh, as we talked about special teams earlier, a kicker can lose a damn game for you, that's for sure. But Suck Up to this point looks good. Uh, as a whole, this Buccaneer team, I think, is right where it needs to be right now. I didn't expect this team to be world beaters offensively in the first three weeks of the season. Now, you shouldn't have either. It takes a while. It takes a while, and but they're, they're they're getting there. They're getting there. Tom Brady is starting to figure out what he likes to do well with these receivers. This offense looked maybe a little bit more like a Patriots offense this week than it has in, in, in the past. And as we go forward, you're going to start seeing them eliminate a lot of things that Tom Brady doesn't feel comfortable doing. And he looked comfortable yesterday. And a comfortable Tom Brady is tough for other teams. So progression, progression, becoming more efficient. That's what they're doing. And if you peak now, there's going to be a lot of teams peak now and start falling. I think the Buccaneers are heading in the right direction to where they really shouldn't be peaking till midseason. And that's time for the nitty-gritty and get down for the playoff rush. Because we're going to be in the playoff run this year. I'm going to make that prediction now. It's not that big of a prediction, considering a lot of people were picking us to win the Super Bowl. So let's go. Giddy up. But I hope everybody enjoyed that. It's a lot more enjoyable than that Saints game. And uh, the Buccaneers mess around and get another win. And there'll be the talk of the town. I'm not sure they're not the talk of the town yet. Although our Lightning kind of have a pretty big game tonight. So they're not the talk of the town yet until our Lightning hoist that cup. But um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And it's fun to watch. There was times we used to sit down and watch the Buccaneers. And it was very unenjoyable. To sit down and watch the Buccaneers now is is a treat because they are doing some good things and they're not getting their back speeded, which they have been for quite a few years. If anybody ever has any questions for me, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Make sure you listen to all the other podcasts as well. And the Ron and Ian Show 95.3 WDAE at 3 o'clock Monday through Friday. But let's hope we have three victory Mondays in a row next Monday. And um, listen, we're getting to the, the meat of the season real real quick. Real quick, but like I said, it doesn't get any easier. It's going to get harder as we go along. Well, once again, congratulations to the Buccaneers, and uh, congratulations to all you Buck fans out there. Have a wonderful week, and enjoy it. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a place for my head quick picks on Radio Influence. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Drew Garabo from 1025 The Bone. Drew, how are you, brother? One word you said that stuck out to me, and, you know, it, it's it's such a, a simple word, but one of the hardest things in the world to find, and that's closure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if is. you don't have closure on 
anything in your life, it's gonna it's gonna bug the shit out of you, and it's yep. good it's gonna haunt you. Uh, you know, and I know, you know, speaking from experience with me, you know, the way my radio career ended, I didn't want to go out like that because it was very similar to what Brandon was just talking about and what you alluded to about, you know, people sabotaging and, you know, going into business for themselves and twisting things and this and that and the other. And, you know, I, I'm a big believer in things aren't always the way they appear, but in the end, the truth comes out. But, you know, I've never found closure on that situation. And it's been almost six years now. You know, closure is a tough spot. And, you know, whether it's relationships or, you know, something professionally, everybody's different. And trying to find that closure is just so hard sometimes. Isn't it weird, too, that we know that and we we have the power to give ourselves closure like we really do. Like if we were to just decide, OK, I'm done with that. There's nothing I can do. It's unresolved conflict. I'm going to write it off. Two tears in a bucket. Mother it. We know those things <laughs> yeah. because of the way that we're wired. We, we literally can't stop thinking about those very things that haunt us, which I, I don't know what that means. No, I don't. And you know what? It's, it's the same thing I was saying. Like uh, I, many years ago, I, I just, I, you know, I was in therapy talking about how I should create boundaries, um, you know, trying to figure out what was contributing to my crippling anxiety, my depressive states and, and my fight clubs when I got home after work and all that kind of shit. And I got to a point where, you know, my therapist was like, you know, what? like if the boundaries aren't working, this isn't working. This isn't working. Like cut ties, like remove yep. yourself. A place for my head with Brandon Thompson and Jerry P. Tuck can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts and RadioInfluence.com.